I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. You never think that something like this would happen, but Vladimir Klitschko's last fight? That was exciting. That was fun to watch. As you know, Klitschko defended his undisputed heavyweight championship, or rather, at least the IBF version of the title, against undefeated Kubrat Pulev. Uh... Pulev was talking a lot of trash before the fight. He said that Klitschko was a girl, that he had no heart, and that uh, he was weak. I don't know why he was doing stuff like that, personally. I just thought, well, no. I mean, Klitschko's not dumb enough to fall for that. He he really isn't. And, uh, if anything, it almost seemed to anger Klitschko because he came out and dropped Pulev uh, twice in the first round. Uh, he, he's got this very sneaky left hook. It, and, uh, you know, you'd think that for somebody so big, he's also 38 years old, that he wouldn't be as fast. But this left hook, it was just... Nope. I, God, he never saw it coming. And he kept dropping him. And uh, the fight was eventually stopped in the fifth round. Pulev was counted out. Uh, Pulev was, you know what, a very game opponent at the same time, but he, he's saying that he wants a rematch. Uh, no, when you, when you lose by knockout like that, and you're the challenger, you don't get to say, I want a rematch. You can want a rematch, but you're not going to get one. Why don't you try being a little realistic? Uh, a lot of people were impressed with this performance, uh, sorry, performance by Klitschko. There a lot of people were making comparisons uh, to Joe Lewis. Not not in terms of, oh, Klitschko is as great as Joe Lewis, but they were bringing up a lot of statistics. Like, uh, Joe Lewis was more or less washed up by the age of 37. Vladimir Klitschko, at the age of 38, is uh, very dominant. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anybody out there thus far who's really challenged him. Uh, Klitschko, he, uh, he was 134 and 6 as an amateur. Lewis was 50 wins, 4 losses as an amateur. Joe Lewis, uh, never fought an undefeated, an undefeated opponent in a title fight. Uh, Klitschko has beaten, uh, 4 undefeated, undefeated opponents in his last, uh, 5 title fights. And he's defeated 7 overall. So, again, I'm not saying that Klitschko is, um... As good as Joe Lewis. Klitschko is very good. He's uh he's an all-time great heavyweight. I think uh, he's a definite definite Hall of Famer. But um, yeah, let's not act like he's you know top five greatest heavyweights of all time. Who knows? He's going to be appreciated tremendously when he retires, and who knows how long that's going to be, because think of it like this, he's 38, that's very, that, that that's old for a boxer, um, but he might do a Bernard Hopkins run, where he keeps going while he's uh, in his early to mid-40s, I don't think he'd go for another 10 years like Bernard uh, did, but you never know, and this also brings up the question, who's next for him, uh, possibly Tyson Fury, if he can secure the victory over Derek Chisora. There's also Berman Stavern versus uh, Deontay Wilder. That's a big fight that a lot of people are looking forward to. 
But it all depends upon who wins each of them. Uh, if it's Deontay Wilder, like a lot of people are predicting, it's a classic boxer versus puncher uh, matchup, even though Klitschko has a lot of knockouts. But uh, Wilder's got every victory he has is a knockout. There hasn't been a lot of time for him to display a lot of boxing ability. And also, there's a question... Can, if uh, Klitschko is able to take him into deep waters, would he be able to hold on? Who knows? Why are we even talking about this? Because he would have to get past Berman Severn first. And as we saw in his fights against uh, Chris Ariola, if you look past Berman Severn, you're going to be looking up from the canvas because that's what Ariola was doing. Moving on, Mickey Rourke, the actor. You know, he was... Uh, in the terrible sequel sequel to Iron Man, he was in that movie, The Wrestler. I don't know if it was any good. I have friends who would probably say, yeah, it's really good. Uh, you know, famous Hollywood actor, but he also used to be a prize fighter. And at the age of 62, he's thinking of making a comeback. I, I honest to God, wish this was a uh, some article that you'd read on The Onion. No. Uh, according to the Associated Press, Mickey Rourke will revive his boxing career at the age of 62 and take uh, and take to the ring with a U.S. professional boxer in Moscow this month. Uh, the American actor was quoted as saying by promoters, quote, Boxing is a serious part of my life. It taught me respect and determination, patience and concentration. I always dreamed of fighting a match in Russia, unquote. First of all, why now? I, I don't get it. Rourke fought... Uh, from 1991 to 1994 uh, has a professional record of six wins, two losses, four wins by way of knockout. The last time he fought was uh, in September of 1994, so it's been uh, 22 years. No, sorry, it's, uh, it's been 20 years. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's been 20 years since he last fought, and he's just saying now he wants to make a comeback. Why Russia of all places? Nobody says that I've always dreamed of fighting in Russia. No boxer, no American boxer says I've dreamed of fighting Russia. They can say, oh, you know, it's very exciting to be fighting in Russia, but nobody says, oh, it's a dream to fight in Russia. That is like saying, oh, I've always wanted to honeymoon in, an in Antarctica. Really, no, nobody does that. And you're probably wondering, okay... Who is the opponent for 62-year-old Mickey Rourke? Well, very glad you asked. Rourke is set to fight 29-year-old Elliot Seymour on November 28th. They will take to the ring ahead of a match uh, between Russia's Ruslan Provodnikov and Jose Luis Castillo of Mexico. Wait, for wait, uh, oh, wait a minute. This must be an old, an old article. Uh, I, I'm very sorry about this because. Uh, why would a fighter like Provodnikov be fighting somebody washed up like Jose Luis Castillo? This has obviously got to be from 2009 or... Oh. No, the article is only 22 hours old as, uh, as of this recording. Huh. Why is Provodnikov fighting Jose Luis Castillo? Who in the... Who in the blue hell has Castillo beat? Of any relevance in the past five years? You know what? Screw that question. I'll answer it later. Let's look at Elliot Seymour, the the opponent for uh, Mickey Rourke. Oh, and look at this. An outstanding record of one win, one knockout, with nine defeats. 
Damn! Wow! Whew. Don't push yourself too hard, Mickey Rourke. Wow! Uh, th th this Seymour guy looks like quite the killer. Jeez! I mean, he's only ranked, uh, according to BoxRec, uh, his ranking is 1,180. Jeez! Oh! Oh, wow! Do you want to fight somebody who's ranked so high? Whew! Oh, my goodness. Jeez! Uh... Oh, talk about a risky fight. I, uh, this could be his last fight if he's not careful. Oh my god, Mickey Rourke, are you... You can't be that hard up for money, can you? I sincerely hope not. Uh, anyway, let's get back to talking about Jose Luis Castillo versus Ruslan Provodnikov. I heard people talking about, oh, you know, that's who it's going to be. And I thought, no, that that's a joke. There's no way that's actually going to happen. But no. To my shock and horror, it is. 40-year-old former lightweight champion Jose Luis Castillo will be fighting Ruslan Provodnikov, coming off his 12-round uh, decision loss to Chris Algieri this past June. This is going to be happening in uh, Moscow, Russia at the end of the month. Seriously? Is this the best that they could get for Provodnikov? 40-year-old, washed up... The, uh... Castillo? The, the last time that he ever headlined something was all the way back in 2007, and that's when he got knocked out by Ricky Hatton in four rounds. Hatton broke four of his ribs. And he looked like a shot fighter the whole time. And who has he beaten since then? I mean, the only the only other time I heard anything about him was I think he was brought in as a sparring partner for Floyd Mayweather. And I also, uh, you know, remember reading that he lost, or uh, no, he didn't lose the decision. He got stopped by Alfonso Gomez. And that was back in 2010. Is this the best that Provodnikov can get? Or are they, are, are his uh, people kind of nervous? Like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, Maybe we didn't realize how limited he he is in terms of ability. Maybe like we need to get somebody who we can put in front of him that's safe, and someone we know will make him look good. So that way we can say, "Oh, that was just a fluke loss against Algeri. Don't worry, he's still ferocious." That's honest to God what it looks like to me. Don't try to delude me or yourself into thinking that Castillo is some sort of worthy opponent. He has not been worthy of anything at the main event level ever since he failed to make weight for the rubber match against Diego Corrales. A fighter that undisciplined should not be getting rewarded with big fights again and again. And unfortunately, he should not be getting uh, a fight with Provodnikov. He's not worthy. That, that's, a, that's a shame. Moving on. Andre Durrell. This... Wow, I, I guess he got tired of uh, living on milk cartons because he's being incredibly active this year. Uh, granted, he uh, kind of he started late in the year. He only uh, his first fight of 2014 was uh, back in August, but then he had a fight two months later, and next month, December 19th, he's going to have another fight against uh, Derek Edwards. Edwards is 27-3. With one draw, 14 knockouts, and this is going to be taking in Quebec City, Quebec, 
Uh, I've got some relatives there. Maybe they'll watch it. Probably not, though. I don't think they're into boxing. Uh, this is an IBF Eliminator fight. Uh, holy crap. Who would have ever thought that Andre Durrell would actually be fighting more frequently than Andre Ward? If you had said that back in 2012, everybody would have laughed at you. It, it, come on. There's no way that anybody would ever believe Andre Durrell is going to be more active than Andre Ward, and yet here he is. Now, if he can get this, if he can get this victory, and I don't see there's a, there's a reason why not. I mean, granted, uh, the opposition he's faced in his comeback hasn't been the greatest. The, the best he's faced so far was Daryl Cunningham, and uh, that was his first fight back after um, the uh, Abraham victory. Uh, he had that long layoff. But, uh, no, Edwards is probably the best, uh, since, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, since Cunningham. Now, if he should get past Edwards and win, I would love to see a rematch between him and Arthur Abraham. That is a great fight. I mean, their first fight was almost five years ago, but right now, Abraham, he's, uh, 41 and 4. He's, uh, got the super, the WBO super middleweight title. That, is, that would be a great rematch. The first guy who handed him uh, a defeat, I mean, granted, controversial, but I had uh, I had uh, Durrell very much ahead, like everybody else who's uh, watching that fight. There's always the controversy, like, oh, you know, could Abraham have finished him off, kind of like a, a Chavez-Taylor-like finish, or could Durrell have stayed on his feet and kept boxing and kept him at distance? We don't know. And we want to get resolution somehow. And I don't know. I mean, Abraham is probably thinking, oh, I'm bigger than Durrell. There, there's no point right now. But I'd still like to see it happen. Abraham's 34. Durrell is 31. Neither of these guys are getting any younger. And uh, I think it's a good fight. It would be a good fight. But he's got to get past Edwards first. Uh, taking a quick look at his record reveals the only recognizable name on his resume is Adonis Stevenson and Stevenson knocked him out in three rounds back in 2011 uh, that was Stevenson's comeback fight after his knockout loss to Darnell Boone but uh, I think that Durrell should be able to pull this off and hopefully he can fight more often because the guy is talented as we saw against Abraham and it's a shame that fighters like uh, him and Ward, that they aren't fighting more often for whatever the reason, because they really are magnificent talents and they should be able to showcase their abilities more often. Moving on. Okay, now we're getting to uh, what this podcast has really been all about, and that is the big prediction for... This Saturday's big fight between Manny Pacquiao and the undefeated Chris Algieri. Not a lot of people are excited about this fight, I'm feeling. And I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost getting the sense that Pacquiao is not too excited either. That he really would have rather been fighting somebody a bit more dangerous. I get the feeling that uh, Freddie Roach feels that way, but... I, personally, I think that's for different reasons. Because uh, I think he just really, it really pisses him off that 
Chris Algieri won the fight against Ruslan Provodnikov. And just so we're clear, uh, last night I was watching that fight. I was watching a replay on HBO Sports' YouTube channel, and I thought, you know what? I think Algieri did win this fight. Uh, throughout the whole fight, he never lost his confidence. He was always moving, and sorry if you know you disagree with me, Freddie Roach, but he wasn't running. No, there, you can do this thing in boxing called movement. Again, it's not Rock'em Sock'em Robots. So, yeah, he was using movement. He was landing shots on Provodnikov. He's, Algeria's got a very good jab. I think it's a very underrated jab, personally. It was uh, snapping Provodnikov's head back a few times. And Provodnikov kind of showed that he was a bit limited. I mean, he can say that he was running, but I think that might be because of... Uh, I don't know, they were translating it from Russian, and that could be because of the poverty of the English language, but who knows? He he wasn't running. And unfortunately, Freddie Roach is so pissed off about this. He hates Algeria. Just listen to what he was saying. Because I don't like him. Why don't you like him? Because he's too cocky. Well, what was it that he did that rubbed him Just his look. Um, is there anything that you think that, uh, he does that can give him problems? No. Nope. He can run. But he can't hide. You think he'll run? Of course he will. Try to confuse us. We'll catch him. Do you think that, uh, he could have deluded himself into thinking that he has a chance by doing different things and, and that maybe mind over will? What different things can he do? I mean, you know, it's Manny Pacquiao. This is not Ruslan Pernavokov. Ruslan's blew, blew a couple fights because he's just a young fighter coming up, a good puncher and so forth. He didn't know what to do with two knockdowns with the Bradley fight or the Algeria fight. When Manny knocks someone down twice, he knows what to do with it, believe me. There's one point that, uh, that Freddie Roach brought up that I want to play again, so just uh, give me a sec. This is not Ruslan Pernavokov. Ruslan's... Blew a couple fights because he's just a young fighter coming up, a good puncher and so forth. He didn't know what to do with two knockdowns with the Bradley fight or the Algeria fight. When Manny knocks someone down twice, he knows what to do with it, believe me. First off, I don't know why he's saying that Ruslan is an up-and-coming fighter. He's been fighting since 2006, and from what I gather, he's had over uh, 150 amateur fights, so... Don't make him like he's some sort of up-and-coming fighter who had a record of 10-0. and 0. No. Come on. And also, there's one other thing that I would like to highlight from what Roach said. And that was when he said that uh, Ruslan was unable to finish off Algieri or Timothy Bradley after he uh, was able to score two knockdowns against them. Yeah, yeah, Freddie, that's too bad. If only he had a world-class Hall of Fame trainer in his corner like you for both of those fights. Oh, wait a minute. Come on. No, I'm sorry. Shouldn't you be training this guy to be able to finish people after knocking them down twice? Especially after the Bradley fight. Come on. No, 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 no. There has to be some responsibility on your part.
And you were in the corner. You were in the corner during the Algeria fight telling Provodnikov, look, we need a knockout. So Roach's big problem is that nobody had heard of Chris Algieri before the Ruslan Provodnikov fight. Everybody was going nuts thinking about a Provodnikov versus Pacquiao fight because the two are such hard hitters that it would probably be a great fight. And then Algieri comes in, this light, this, you know, light hitting, let's be honest, Chris Algieri is a rice cake, bland, white, no flavor. If he wasn't in boxing, he would probably be a contestant on American Idol, because look at him, the story is perfect for American Idol. Oh, I, I still live at home with my parents. My whole family is here. I, I'm just so happy all the time. I, you know, my car is not too fancy, but I like it. Oh, look, I'm eating healthy. It's just, oh, it's just so freaking boring sometimes. But it, it just, it pisses Freddie Roach off so much at this. This pretty boy Italian with Featherfist came in and beat Ruslan Provodnikov. And he did it while he had a plum growing out of his eye. He did it with one good eye. That's what Freddie Roach is so upset about, okay? That's what it is. Freddie Roach has turned into Roger Mayweather. He is talking so much crap lately that whenever you see an article, you just want to you just ignore it and say, "Oh, I I don't want to hear what trash Freddie Roach is saying because that's all he does lately. Just talk trash and whine. If a win is a win, a loss is a loss. Deal with it. Move on. Sorry if I'm getting a bit upset about this, but I just hate babies, especially when they're grown men in their 50s, bitching all the time. Just give it a rest, Freddy. Anyway, let's get to the prediction part. Uh, yesterday on BoxingForFree.com, Justin Salvato posted his own prediction. Uh, in case you haven't gone to the website and read it, well, shame on you, jerk, because you really should be doing that. Uh, he's got some very excellent insight. It's not as good as mine, but I mean, I, I suppose it'll have to do. Anyway, I'm going to read that for you. Manny Pacquiao is known for his whirlwind style of boxing. Once he begins to throw a punch, the combinations follow. Many, many combinations. Not only does he throw many punches in a row, he throws them at many different angles. Pacquiao's opponents are always in fear of a punch they can't see coming. He's also a left-handed fighter, an awkward one at that. The way he moves around the ring is sometimes unpredictable. The big knock on Manny Pacquiao would be his sloppiness. He rushes in while throwing a combination, sometimes forgetting that being greedy will mean a counter is sure to land. Chris Algieri never fought as an amateur. He did have 20 fights as a professional kickboxer, never losing a bout. However, kickboxing is very different than boxing, so while that may, be, or that may have helped with his timing, perhaps allowing him to work on some of his boxing skill, his early professional boxing matches were truly testing grounds. Chris is tall for his weight class. Chris has very good boxing skills, he has a solid jab, which is almost textbook perfect. His shots to the body, while not powerful, are thrown quickly and accurately. However, he drops his right hand from time to time when he tries to dig into that body. His major downfall is, again, his lack of amateur experience. I'm having a hard time picking with this one. Perhaps it is my bias getting the best of me. I prefer Algeria's style of boxing. It's more textbook. It's clean. I prefer that. 
Plus, he has youth on his side. However, as Andrew Schweitzer has mentioned, of course, Chris Algieri still lives with his parents, which makes me wonder how determined this fighter is. If he loses and never fights again, he will not have to worry about losing a home or apartment. He's living with his folks. Manny Pacquiao has lost a step due to his age. I don't see the fire or ferociousness that he has shown in the fights before the knockout loss to Juan Manuel Marquez. Even so, Pacquiao has so much experience in championship fights. He has seen many different styles of boxing. Pacquiao has been in there with the best in the sport. I think Chris will try to hang on, but I see Manny Pacquiao stopping Chris Algieri in the ninth round. Okay. You know, not 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 bad, boss. Not bad. I mean, a bit pedestrian of a prediction, if I do say so myself, as an elite, as an elite analyst of the sport and quite the connoisseur. I, <clears throat> sorry, uh, got a little big-headed of myself. Uh, here's my prediction, the, the one you're really looking forward to. <clears throat> I mean, okay. Chris Algieri is going to be moving in and out like he tried against Provodnikov, except I think that Freddie Roach is going to be training Pacquiao to be landing counters as Algieri lands his light shots. And also, I noticed during the Provodnikov fight a lot of times that while Algieri did good when he was in the center of the ring, a lot of times he was willingly going up against the ropes. And he would stay there. And Ruslan would unload on him. And I couldn't understand why. I thought, you're having so much success off the ropes. Why are you staying in the corner? And his corner and his brother are all, are all shouting at him, stay off the ropes. It was probably uh, Algeria's attempts to show, hey, you know, I've got balls, all right? I can hang in there with this hard puncher. And I can win the fight. True. I don't think he'll be able to do that with Manny Pacquiao. Provodnikov it, sometimes looked like he was hesitating in the corner. A lot of his shots were not landing. Pacquiao is going to be much more accurate. He throws a lot harder. He throws a lot faster as well. And uh, I think he's going to eventually break Chris Algieri down. And uh, I think he's actually going to stop Chris Algieri in the 10th round. That's how I see it. I think, uh, I think he's going to... Uh, I think Algeria's going to be try to be a bit braver, but uh, it's not going to be enough against Manny Pacquiao. And that's how I see the fight going. I won't be watching it this Saturday, unfortunately. Uh, gotta work. Unfortunately, with the holidays coming up, we all need cash. And we have to make some sacrifices. So, uh, yeah, I won't be watching this fight. Uh sucks I know but hopefully hopefully I'll be right and uh, hopefully I'll be able to catch it the day after so that I can tell you how right I was or once again how I really don't know what I'm talking about sometimes we hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the boxing for free podcast you can find us at www.boxingforfree.com twitter.com slash boxing for free be like Eris Lundy Lara Robert Guerrero Berman Stavern Glenn Johnson and hundreds of others follow us on Twitter you won't regret it go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and facebook.com slash boxing for free page 
You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, be sure to give us feedback and a rating to let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Because I don't like him. Why don't you like him? Because he's too cocky.